Welcome to American Indian and Alaska Native Living, a program designed to educate and inspire listeners throughout Indian country. American Indian and Alaska Native Living is hosted by Dr. David DeRose, a board-certified specialist in both internal medicine and preventive medicine. Dr. DeRose has a wide range of experience with Native health issues, and he is here today to help you learn more about your health. Here is Dr. DeRose. Welcome to American Indian and Alaska Native Living. I'm Dr. David DeRose. We continue a series of broadcasts that we're recording in this live venue, Anchorage, Alaska. It is May of 2023. We are at the National Tribal Health Conference, an event sponsored by the National Indian Health Board. And it's just been exciting to see so many amazing people from around the country speaking about what they are doing throughout Indian country. Across from me is Michelle Singer. Michelle, it's great to have you with us. Thank you for having me here today. Michelle, you were part of a group of people that were gracious hosts of mine several years ago, just before everything locked down with COVID. I was actually at the Northwest Portland Area Indian Health Board. We were actually recording shows there, and you were just an amazing group of folks hosting me there. We had some great interviews, and uh, I think it was the day we finished the interviews, just everything shut down. So um, we have very fond memories of your gracious hospitality collectively there. Well, we were happy to host you on that day. And I'm glad that uh, we're reconnecting here. A lot has been happening over the last few years. You're the manager of the Healthy Native Youth Project, and I know folks are uh, anxious to hear what you've been up to. Well, thank you, Dr. DeRose, for having me here today. Um, it's exciting to be here at the National Indian Health Board Tribal Public Health Conference. Uh, I am here representing the Northwest Portland Area Indian Health Board, our adolescent health team, and I am one of a cadre of folks who are here presenting today in regards to the Healthy Native Youth Project. So excited. We have quite a bit to offer at the Northwest Portland Area Indian Health Board. We're one of 12 tribal epidemiology centers, and many of those centers are represented here on the ground in Anchorage. Um, we are in tribal public health. We are tribal public health as professionals, as family members and community. And it's awesome to see 1,600 people here sharing best practices, cultural resilience, and uh, utilizing our, our community and culture as strengths for health and wellness in Indian country and Alaska. One of the amazing things to me Michelle, is just the strong, really solid emphasis there's been on youth and adolescent programming. And you don't have to go far when you look at any kind of issue in any arena of public health. When we start talking about making a difference long term, you have to impact the younger generations. Tell us a little bit about what has kind of driven that vision in your uh, epicenter. Well, we certainly know if we want to have healthy communities, it begins with the individual. Mm -hmm. of all ages. And we are a culture and a community that's very intergenerational. We look to our elders as wisdom keepers. We look to our youth and our children as sacred. And in order to be able to keep that circle strong, everybody needs to be a part of a protective factor for our health and wellness. And nothing is more important than our young people. They are the next generation. They're going to carry on for us as we all have a mission and an objective. But really, it's a cultural responsibility for our vision, to carry the vision of our ancestors. We're not here by accident. We are here and still continuing to thrive. And so what we started at the Northwest Portland Area Indian Health Board with our adolescent health programs 
is a strength-based holistic approach to adolescent health, specifically including tools and resources and culturally relevant curricula for youth, for parents and grand families, as well as communities. We're looking at it from a three-pronged approach, all centered around the youth. Mm -hmm. We need to be strong as parents and caring adults when we engage our young people. Our young people need to look at us as adults and as caring adults. We too have to be well, but we lead by example. We need their voice to tell us what they need. We also need to lead by example and reflect what they want as far as health and wellness. Our communities need to be whole and supportive of us in those efforts. And that's everybody from tribal leaders to our veterans, to our elders, to us who engage youth. And that includes families as well. At the root of all of it is culture. It has to be spiritually led, has to be culturally driven, and it has to honor and respect our customs, our indigenous ways of knowing. And that's what we're trying to do with Healthy Native Youth and all of our other partners who are working in this effort as a collective to present these tools and resources for our communities. One of the things that I think is very inspiring is folks think of traditional practices and all these things that Native health is rooted in. And then you see a group like yours that's using you know, modern technology so effectively to engage with youth. And I think sometimes for people they have challenges trying to put those domains together because you've, I think, at least from what I've observed, have been doing that in a pretty seamless way, at least in many respects. Yeah, I would say I think we were one of the leaders, if you will, um, creating the opportunity to utilize text messaging technology mm -hmm. to reach an end user. And that particular user could be a young person, it could be a college-aged adult, it could be an adult, and it can be an elder or a veteran. I think it's very, very effective where text messaging technology is in the United States. There are limitations, for example, in rural America, reservation communities, even here in Alaska we're experiencing. Mm -hmm. But all in all, it is very effective. It's direct to the user, it's confidential, it's direct. We can get weekly uh, text information, health promotional materials, medically accurate information on various health topics, in addition to demonstrating, often usually in a visual form, for example, a video, a little message of some sort, mm -hmm. an image that our people resonate with. And what's really cool, Dr. DeRose, is it's all culturally identifiable. Like we have to identify with what we see. Mm -hmm. We need to see somebody that looks like us, mm -hmm. that maybe talks like us, that is like-minded. And when we see those type of images or, or people or stories or health information, mm -hmm. it only makes it resonate so much more. Like this is caring this is us carrying the message for our people, and we're really trying to convey, we care about you. We need you. We want you to join our movement to help us all heal and to be there for one another, and especially to youth, for our next generation 
And again, it's the circle of life. Mm -hmm. It's really getting to our holistic model of what we talk about, mind, body, spirit, community. And I love it. I think it's a very cool thing that we're doing. I was so impressed several years ago to learn about all the different kind of text projects that you had back then. I'm sure that number's only grown. But for those who are not familiar with some things that we've covered on the show several years ago, tell us a little bit about some of the initiatives that you have where a young person or a person of any age can say, hey, this sounds like a really great service that's coming out of your organization, and I'd like to get on this text list. Well, Dr. DeRose, do you have a cell phone? I do, actually. You do. And I'm sure many of your listeners do as well, too. I know I do. Uh And I think that's something, the advent of technology, where everybody's looking at their phones. Mm -hmm. Most often, text messaging, it's the quickest, easiest way to get to a user. Young people, you'll see wherever you're at, they're standing outside of McDonald's or outside of a Starbucks or outside of their uh, a community setting that has free Wi-Fi. And oftentimes they say, what's your Wi-Fi password? Or do mm-hmm. you have Wi-Fi? Mm-hmm. We now have that in our communities and even adults and professionals have it. So what we try to do at the Northwest Portland Area Indian Health Board, as well as of our, our other collective partners, Alaska Native Tribal Health Consortium, Intertribal Council of Arizona, Southern Plains Tribal Health Board, and others, We all utilize text messaging to create text messaging campaigns Mm -hmm. specifically focused towards an audience. We Are Native and I Know Mine are two uh, multimedia health resource um, programs that have text messaging functions. A young person, for example, can text the word native to a short code 94449 and get youth-focused weekly tips. It'll be around health promotion. It could be on a health topic. It's Adolescent Health Awareness Month. So right Mm. now we're lifting up our youth and mental health awareness month. So we're utilizing text messaging through the We Are Native portal for tips, tools, resources, really uplifting messages focused for youth by Native youth. So we know everybody needs a little pick me up at Uh difficult times. So that's what we try to do through that with culture being at the root of it and pride. Now for an adult, Mm -hmm. we may use healthy native youth as a text messaging service. We have you text the word healthy to 94449. And that's our healthy native youth collective text messaging campaign. And that's meant for any adult who engages youth, a teacher, a provider, a parent, a coach, a youth council advisor, anyone in that capacity, you'll get weekly tips Hmm. centered towards an adult. For example, it could be, here's a curricula that could be used for high school youth, well-rounded, looking at goal setting, healthy relationships, mental health resources. It could be how you could model being a caring, askable adult on sensitive topics Mm. with your youth. Mm -hmm. We created a program called Talking is Power, and that's probably the coolest text messaging campaign I can think for anybody who has a young person in their life. Okay, I'm listening. I think everybody's listening now. We're boothing here at the conference, and I hear so many adults saying, I have a young person in my life. 
and I don't really know how to talk to them. Mm. It's so much different than when I was young. Mm -hmm. And, or I hear, we know we have a young person who's entering into adolescence or puberty and their body is changing and we don't quite know how to talk to them about what's happening or if they're engaging in risky behavior mm -hmm. or healthy relationships or not. And we're like, here's talking is power. Hmm. This will help to be able to grab a moment and, and own that role that's traditional to us about talking with your youth. So let me see if I've got this, uh, Michelle. What I've written down here is a text number, 94449. Three fours. Yes, correct. 94449. Okay, I got it. And I got this first if I put down native, especially for youth. This is designed this is for, for the youth. Correct. If I'm, a, if I'm listening to this show and I'm a youth and I say, hey, wow, this sounds great, I just text the word native to 94449 and I'll be on that text message list. Yes. If I'm an adult and I text the word healthy to that same number, then I'm going to be in this uh, weekly tips list for adults. I'm following along? Yes, you are. But you got my interest. Is talking is power. How do I get access to that? Is it the same 94449 it's number? It's texting the word empower. 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 E-M-P-O-W-E-R. Okay. And if I do that and use that same 94449 number, then what's going to happen? What am I going to get? Y'all... What we call in our language, opt in. It'll mm -hmm. ask for your name. It'll ask you a few questions. Do you have a youth in your life? Okay. Maybe what age? Maybe a little question. Are you a teacher? Are you a parent? Are you both? And it'll begin to start sending you weekly tips and little videos and wow. resources and give you prompts. Like you'll get a little coaching tip and even a affirming message like, you got this. We're with you. <laughs> good, or, good channel your strength-based people in your community, your parent, maybe your grandparent, maybe it was a, someone in your life, a caring adult that had your back. You're channeling that now with this next generation to own that opportunity, that honor to work with a young person. That's tremendous. We have to step away just briefly, Michelle. If you're tuning in today, you're listening to American Indian and Alaska Native Living. I'm speaking with Michelle Singer. She is the manager for the Healthy Native Youth Project with the Northwest Portland Area Indian Health Board. We've got more coming from Anchorage, Alaska. More with Michelle. Don't go away. A lot of exciting stuff. We'll be right back after this. Today's broadcast has been pre-recorded. However, if you have questions about today's show or would like further information, please reach out to us on the web at A-I-A-N-L dot O-R-G. That stands for American Indian Alaska Native Living. Again, A-I-A-N-L dot org. Or you can call us at 1-800-775-HOPE. That's 1-800-775-4673. We'll be right back after this. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid. But there is hope. Reach out to someone. Connect with your friends. Stay in touch with your community. And know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com slash hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. 
When Jim died, I wondered if I would be able to keep the farm. Then I heard about the USDA's loan program for socially disadvantaged farmers and ranchers. It's for women and minorities who may be having trouble getting credit. Once I was approved, the USDA's Farm Service Agency helped me get the credit I needed. Now I don't have to sell, and I can pass the farm down to my kids the way Jim's dad passed it down to him. I know he'd like that. Contact your local USDA Service Center or visit www.fsa.usda.gov. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. You're listening to Dr. David DeRose on American Indian and Alaskan Native Living. Your comments and questions are welcome. Call now at 1-800-775-HOPE. That's 1-800-775-4673. Here again is Dr. DeRose. Welcome back to American Indian and Alaskan Native Living. I'm Dr. David DeRose. We are continuing an interview with Michelle Singer. Michelle is with the Northwest Portland Area Indian Health Board. She is not only here representing her organization, they're not only operating a booth here, but they're also presenting at this very venue. Michelle, you folks uh, have a session coming up actually today. It's entitled Healthy Native Youth, Culturally Relevant Curricula, Tools, and Resources for Adolescent Health for American Indian Alaska Native Youth, Parents, and Communities. I'm sure that's going to get a lot of attention. You probably already heard people saying, I'm going to be there. Michelle, make sure you save me a seat. It sounds like going to be busy. So what all are you planning to present there? Well, Dr. DeRose, I'm telling you, we're excited about this opportunity to present here. We've been on the presentation trail for the last month. We've got more uh, invitations to come to present. So I can tell you the topic about what we can do for our youth is a hot topic right mm-hmm, now. Mm-hmm. And so I'm really excited. Today's presentation that we look to do is to offer insights and connections to support the dissemination of culturally appropriate curricula and health programs for our American Indian youth. Mm. We have programs directly for youth, which we touched on in your other interview with my colleagues, We Are Native. Um, but now the healthy native youth component is for those who engage youth. Mm. And so today what we're going to do is we're going to highlight our healthynativeyouth.org website. Okay. We're going to talk about the implementation toolbox, which is an amazing portal built into the healthynativeyouth.org website. It's a ready to use walks you through from A to Z of five phases about how to start an adolescent health program in your community on and off the reservation in schools, after schools, we've got it all. 
we lay it out in five specific phases Mm -hmm. and we have ready to use templates. We have examples and ready to use presentations, the whole bit. And it's all free. Wow. That's what's amazing. We present in Indian education circles, child welfare circles, summer youth employment, job training circles. So this isn't just health and it isn't just education as far as anyone who can use it. We're seeing a multi-oriented group of folks that are engaging and utilizing our website. So the implementation toolbox has five phases. Mm -hmm. Gather. Okay. Choose. Prepare. Implement. Grow. Hmm. And we have what we call an Indigi icon in our website Uh in a circular form, which... We want to let people know we're not linear. We're not like one and done in our Mm. work in our communities. It's circular. It continues to grow. Mm -hmm. It involves everyone in that process. So we help offering tools, for example, in the gather phase. We come together to talk about what we're hearing from our youth, what we're identifying and hearing as hot health topics and needs in the community. Then we identify stakeholders. Who's doing what? Who wants to help? Hmm. How can we look at what we've got in our own backyard and come together as one to implement this program? Then we go into the choose phase. And sometimes I'll just take a step back. In the gather phase, sometimes people want to do a community needs assessment. Hmm. We have an actual template and a tool step-by-step about how to do one in your community. So if I'm hearing you right, Michelle, what we're talking about here is any indigenous group Mm -hmm. that's wanting to do something focused on their youth in their community. Correct. You basically have this template, this structure, where it walks them through how to identify first what are the resources out there. They're gathering information, but they might also be, like you said, finding partners that can help in aiding the projects that, that they may develop, correct? Correct. And that's what makes it so exciting. Because I think there's a lot of folks that may be working in their community and they're in silos. Mm, mm-hmm. Or sometimes they're looking at it in health topics. This is behavioral health here. And this is youth engagement here. And, and this is the school. And here's child welfare. They never do think that all of those topics affect a child. It mm-hmm. affects a young person. It affects the family. They're reaching the same audience sometimes. Mm-hmm. So how about maybe coming together Figuring out what we've got, what strengths do we have? Oftentimes, it's resources or money or capacity. Fair enough. So why not come together, set the table, see what you've got, and see where you want a vision moving forward and creating a plan? I would say you want to include young people in this conversation. Very relevant. You want to include elders in Mm -hmm. this process, Mm -hmm. and we have a guiding template to do that. Wow, and that's all in this gather phase. Right. Then you come to the choose phase. Okay. So you figure out, like, say, for example, one of the hot topics I'll use May is Mental Health Awareness Month. Mm-hmm. So say folks want to look at a the issue around mental health. How can we strengthen our youth in the areas of their mental health building resilience skills? How can we as adults also take that on and be a askable or an adult that helps identify when they see a youth struggle? Mm-hmm. at home, in school, after school. So you can go into the gather phase. You look on the Healthy Native Youth curricula page, mm-hmm. 
and you can compare what you want in a curricula, what age, how much time, duration, the setting, what's involved in it, and it'll populate and present options for that community to look at and explore. So let me see if I understand this, Michelle. I've got the website down, healthynativeyouth.org, right? Correct. And what I'm hearing you say is as I'm going through these five phases, that I actually can be interacting with the website and you're going to give me ideas? You're going to actually walk me through some of this if I want behavioral health? You're going to have a variety of curricula that I can choose from? You're absolutely right. That's amazing. It is. That's what's so exciting about <laughs> it. I get excited about this. It's just really mind-boggling to me because usually, you know, people will identify needs in a community and then they're saying, well, what can we do? And trying to strategize something. They don't have someone coaching them and saying, hey, well, we've got all these different programs and you can choose between them as far as what's a fit with your community. And that's what I hear you describing. Absolutely. And so what's even amazing about this is we know from our youth health tech survey of interviewing or getting feedback from 350 American Indian Alaskan Native youth across the country, their top three health categories and topics that they identified most important to them, number one was culture. Wow. Cultural identity and culture. The second is mental health. And the third is social justice issues. And that could mean a variety of things. So what that tells, so what that tells me is culture is prevention. Culture Mm. is important. That identification and relevancy is important. Mental health, having a, a good mind, a good body, a good spirit to make them feel confident, to make them feel affirmed in Mm. who they are Mm. in their identity, who they are in the world. The third thing being social justice. What that tells me is they want change. Mm. Mm -hmm. They want change. They want to thrive. They want to lift up who they are and they want to make a difference. And what I often hear is these are the words, healing and wellness. So the beauty about healthynativeyouth.org is all of these curricula are rooted in culture. They're identifiable. They're on these topics. It's strength-based. It's inclusive. Mm. And it's trauma-informed. And the best part of it is it's free and it's laid out so simply that anybody who has a cookbook at home and can read a recipe and make a dish, think about that as a curricula. It's that easy. Wow. I'm actually really amazed. I mean, you got some amazing youth that you've been engaging with. And this is, as far as we know, a representative sample. To the point, as people might say, well, this is a self-selected group. I mean, these are people that are motivated to engage with you. But having said all that, they're talking about stuff that most people would say, well, these aren't adolescent health issues. I mean, they're looking at community health issues, cultural identity, mental health, social justice. So These aren't just the me issues that a lot of people identify adolescents and young adults embracing. So I think this is incredibly encouraging and also really exciting because you're saying, yes, the things that you're interested in, we have resources for. And if the adults and the tribal elders, the tribal council is listening to the needs of youth, it's the same needs that everyone's identifying, right? Exactly. And what we often hear, Dr. DeRose, in the field is, especially from our frontline folks and communities, like they're worried about money. They're worried Mm. about resources. How are we going to do this? They're worried about capacity. Oftentimes folks are wanting to create something 
from scratch. Mm. And what we're trying to say is that's all great. We're here to offer training and technical assistance for you. However, why don't you give HealthyNativeYouth.org a look? Bookmark it. Take a look at what we've got. And take that and make it your own. Mm. Make it local for your community. Adapt it for what your needs are. But don't do it alone. We often see a lot of awesome, outstanding educators out there, but they're often a one-person gang out Mm -hmm. there. And I'll tell you, when you're working with a group of 30 youth, you got to have more than one person. So that's why those stakeholders are important. Bring somebody on from different programs. Bring in guest speakers. Bring Mm -hmm. in those topical experts. Have fun. And I think that's what's really fun about all of this is there's so much more to offer here. I know I I want to continue on after the break. Oh, no, we definitely want to do that. And you're exactly right. We do have to step away just briefly, Michelle. Michelle Singer sharing her enthusiasm for uh, Native youth projects and uh, health and indigenous communities uh, broadly. We're going to be back with more from Anchorage, Alaska, after some important messages. Stay by. You don't want to miss what's coming up next. American Indian and Alaska Native Living will continue in a moment. If you have questions or comments about today's pre-recorded broadcast, please contact us on the web at AIANL.org or call 1-800-775-HOPE. That's 1-800-775-4673. A message from the National Police Association. It used to be that any able-bodied person would offer to assist a police officer in danger. Now, passers-by are more likely to take a video. There's a better use for your phone when an officer's in trouble. Call 911. Tell the operator where you are and what you see. Then, start your video to provide evidence later. To learn more about how you can assist law enforcement, visit nationalpolice.org. That's nationalpolice.org. Unlike other health concerns, mental illness is not always easy to see. Depression won't show up on an eye chart, and you can't measure it on your bathroom scale. Sorting out a mental health concern is not something to attempt on your own. You won't find a bipolar disorder by looking at a thermometer. Like many other health conditions, help for mental illness takes professional diagnosis and treatment. Anxiety won't just go away under a stick-on bandage. So the sooner you seek treatment, the better. If you or a loved one has a mental health concern, don't go it alone. Find out what to do. For 24-hour free and confidential information and treatment referral, call 1-800-662-HELP. Learn more at samhsa.gov support. That's S-A-M-H-S-A slash support. Using meth taught me everything about freedom, only not like you think. It taught me how easy it is to lose your freedom. If you think meth is taking control of you, ask for help. You have the power to be truly free. I know. I'm Jan, and I'm free from meth. If you or someone you know is struggling with meth, call 1-800-662-HELP for 24-hour free and confidential treatment referral. Learn more at samhsa.gov meth. You're listening to Dr. David DeRose on American Indian and Alaskan Native Living. Your comments and questions are welcome. Call now at 1-800-775-HOPE. That's 1-800-775-4673. 
Here again is Dr. DeRose. Welcome back to the second half of today's edition of American Indian and Alaska Native Living. I'm Dr. David DeRose. Anchorage, Alaska. We're getting some snow here in May today. But uh, although it's a little bit uh, chilly outside, it is uh, warm here in the exhibit hall. You hear some of the ambient noise, perhaps in the background. Across from me continues to be Michelle Singer, if you're just joining us. Michelle is uh, the project manager for the Healthy Native Youth Project. And uh, we've been talking about their website, healthynativeyouth.org. If you were here in Anchorage for this meeting, you likely would have heard already from my guest because Michelle is getting ready to present this afternoon. And of course, this being a pre-recorded show, there's no way this show will be out on the air before she gives that presentation. Michelle, we've been talking about this amazing resource. I say amazing because you've got me excited about it, even though I'm just learning about it. HealthyNativeYouth.org. And uh, I'm learning that if I go there, there's all kinds of tools, all kinds of resources. And you're using this construct uh, what I've jotted down in my notes, it's a five-phase construct. Gather, choose, prepare, implement, and grow. My notes accurate? That is correct. And we talked about gathering and then choosing. Are there some other loose ends in the choosing phase, or are we ready to go to prepare? We're ready to go to prepare. And I just want to rope back that mm-hmm. this is what we call the Healthy Native Youth Implementation Toolbox. Okay. So the toolbox is within the website of HealthyNativeYouth.org. Okay. And this is a really great place to start if anyone is looking to start or create or enhance an, an existing or creating a new adolescent health program in their community. The five phases, as you outlaid, gather, choose, now prepare. We have Indigi icons that are associated with each of these phases. This particular phase has cedar, okay. which for many Indian people, cedar is medicine. Mm-hmm. You use that as strength. It helps you to help center you as you're going out into taking on a task, if you will. So we have templates in there, an implementation action plan, planning template, We have suggestions for capturing as a person's teaching their class what worked, what didn't work Mm. as a reflection activity. Mm -hmm. We also have um, suggestions for incentives. So to keep students engaged, how to keep a positive dynamic classroom going. Mm -hmm. That's an example of a template. You go into implement. Implement is where the action happens. Okay. We have a river icon, water. Water is life. Water is a force. Water is movement. Water is flow. So in implement, we again have ready-to-use templates and tools that folks can use to help them on their implementation journey. The last is grow. Once you finish implement, we often say we want to celebrate the successes Mm, of our youth. mm -hmm. It's important to celebrate the successes of our youth. Having some type of ceremony, some type of recognition or affirmation, even for the educator. Mm, You know, that mm -hmm. is so important because we're all in this together. So we have templates in there and suggestions of activities that folks can do as a community to lift up their youth. Wow. And then when you get to grow Uh and you're about ready to pass out. (laughs) (laughs) But no, but you want to take a moment like we all do. You stop and just realize what gratitude you have Mm. through this process. Mm -hmm. You see a growth trend of knowledge, of attitudes, behaviors of your youth. 
from the very moment that you started this process to where you're at. So you're not only looking at the youth, you're looking at yourself as the caring adult in this situation. And I guarantee you, Dr. Rose, you'll hear from parents, grandparents, Mm. foster parents, even tribal leaders or coaches that will say, I don't know what you're doing, but whatever you need, we're going to keep doing it. Wow, wow. I heard a story of a young man at a tribal market on a reservation in Oregon. Mm -hmm. A grandpa came up to the educator who just happened to be a male facilitator implementing one of our curricula at Native Stand. And he came up and he shook his hand in the market and said, thank you so much for working with my grandson. Mm. I did not know that he had all these things and questions on his heart and on his mind, you know, and and you helped him along his journey. And he, he and I now have a stronger relationship and I need to learn how to talk to my grandson. Wow. So that's where that talking is power text messaging campaign came in. I was going to say, get them signed up right for the talking is power. That's exactly what happened. Those real life stories is what helps drive us in our adolescent health planning initiatives. We're hearing from real people Mm -hmm. what happened, what it's like now, and what we can do in moving forward. And that's what I'm saying. You can have that magic in the classroom, but you also need to have it at home. And it needs to be reinforced in the community. And I'll tell you another thing in the grow phase. You'll hear from people say, I wish we had this when we were their age. Mm -hmm. So there's a reflection journey there. Mm -hmm. What was your experience like of learning on an adolescent health growing up? What were your feelings around it? What are your memories around it? Now we're in a position now as adults in our communities. What do we want it to be like for our youth today? Mm-hmm. No, this is great. And the beauty is we're lifting up culture. We're taking away the stigma of fear. Mm-hmm. We're owning our roles culturally and traditionally in this way of talking with our youth. But the youth voice is rising. They're saying, we know what we want. Mm-hmm. This is what we want mm-hmm. to hear. The question is, are you as an adult willing to hear us? And are you willing to teach us? Because we're ready. Well, that's powerful. And, it is. And, and when they see that responsiveness, I mean, that strengthens the whole community, doesn't it? Yeah, it's a real wake-up call. And I think we as Native people, we have that power within us. So it's like we're taking that power back. Our ancestors' voices are continuing to watch over us and carry on through us as adults, but also to our young people. And it's really, I think, we're in this federal era of self-determination. This is what this is, but in adolescent health. You know, one of the things that I think immediately comes to many people's minds is they're listening. And we have listeners across the spectrum. So there are indigenous peoples that tune into this show that really don't have a close connection with their tribes. Mm -hmm. They may be far distant from the northwestern part of the U.S. And they're saying, well, this is northwest Portland area Indian Health Board. I mean, this isn't relevant for us. But that's not what I hear you saying. I hear you saying, Hey, anybody, any indigenous person can go to healthynativeyouth.org and they can use these resources, right? You're not going to ask where they're from or, you know, tribal enrollment or anything. No, 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 no. It's open for all human beings. Okay. And it's open for anyone who wants to learn and how to raise healthy native youth or just youth in general. Mm -hmm. Our website, I always tell everybody my tagline is get lost in it. Because okay. there's a lot to okay, it. Okay, fair enough. We have our implementation toolbox. We have our curricula page. 
which also has standalone lessons in it. Again, all downloadable and free. We have tools for caring adults. So we have Talking is Power and we have Mind for Health, hmm. which is another one, a campaign around mental health for adults. We also have a resource library. We oftentimes have people asking, where can I get some two-spirit LGBTQ health resources? Hmm. Or where can I get some scientific journal publications about your community-based research in mm -hmm. public health on adolescent? We have it all there. Whoa. We have a monthly newsletter that uh -huh. comes out that one can sign up for on our Healthy Native Youth homepage. Our May issue just came out today, this okay. morning. So folks and listeners can go to our Healthy Native Youth link tree or go to our websites. Mm -hmm. And then one thing that you mentioned about can anybody right, right. look at our resources, the answer again is yes, but I would like to highlight our community of practice, which we have every second Wednesday for 90 minutes. They're recorded if you can't make it. Mm -hmm. We have a Healthy Native Youth YouTube. But really what it is is it brings together like-minded individuals, health educators, teachers, parents, elders, to come together once a month on a topic, listen about who's doing what, talk about lifting up best practices, outlaying and sharing maybe challenges or opportunities, mm. uh, promoting opportunities for the field. We always lay out on our community of practice page our presentations, handouts, resources that are helpful. And it's interesting because to our non-native listeners out there, one of our most popular community of practices in the five-year span of our COP was non-Indians working in Indian country. Oh, interesting. Learning how to work and be a professional or a community member when you're a non-native coming into community and the minority is reversed mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and how to be a good ally. So I encourage you, we have a quite a voluminous, robust catalog of community of practices that folks should take a look at. So let me see if I'm understanding this correctly. This is an ongoing mm -hmm. program and you mentioned Wednesdays a couple times a month. Did I hear that right? It's Every second Wednesday, once a month. Okay, every second Wednesday. And if someone's saying, well, how do I tap into this? How, where do they find this information? HealthyNativeYouth.org. Oh, and look wow. at the tag that says Community of Practice on the toolbar. Okay. And registration is free. Mm -hmm. They just click and enter in a name and an email. And they'll get registration information or a link and join us. And if they're not able to make it, they can go to our Healthy Native Youth YouTube channel, mm -hmm. and all of the information is there. I got it. What time of day do you typically do that? Is it very 10 a.m. Pacific. 10 a.m. Pacific. Okay. For 90 minutes. 90 minutes. Okay. Well, that sounds like a great opportunity for anybody yes. to interact and especially dealing with Native youth-related projects, right? Absolutely. That is great. So you call it Communities of Practices? Community of Practice. Community of Practice. Okay, well, I, I am learning a lot about what you guys are doing, even though I thought I knew some. <laughs> so community of practice, like I'm catching, get lost in it. There's so much you guys are doing there that uh, 
whether I'm talking with uh, someone representing your organization or whether I visit healthynativeyouth.org, it's easy to lose your way unless you retrace your steps, right? Yes, yes. Okay, well, I'm very excited about this. I did hear you say something else, and I know folks may be locking into this too because we do have a large non-native listenership. So I can think of maybe a teacher working with a population that's not largely indigenous. Maybe uh, they're not aware that anyone in their classroom is uh, of First Nation roots. And yet they're saying, wow, it just sounds like there's so so many amazing things here. Are some of these things adaptable outside of Indian country or are they pretty germane to a native population? I'm glad you asked that question, Dr. DeRose, and I can tell you that any of our curricula, our resources, our tools can be adapted for a multicultural audience wow. and or mainstream. That's amazing. That's amazing. And we often do have many sites, especially like in our large urban centers, Albuquerque, Phoenix, Portland, mm-hmm, Seattle, mm-hmm. Billings, Denver, you name it. We have a very multicultural classroom or maybe a team or a boys and girls club. Any of these tools can be used and adapted. And I think oftentimes because we have very fresh and trending look to it, Mm -hmm. it gravitates towards you. This is great. I'm so glad we're not out of time. We are out of time in this segment. We do have to step away, but Michelle's going to stay by. I encourage you to do so because we've got some more great information coming up in our final segment of today's edition of the show. I'm Dr. David DeRose. More coming up right after these important messages. Today's broadcast has been pre-recorded. However, if you have questions about today's show or would like further information, please call 1-800-775-HOPE. That's 1-800-775-4673. We'll be right back after this. If a natural disaster comes knocking, how prepared is your family? You can't just close the door on earthquakes, floods, or hurricanes and hope they go away. That's why it's important to make a plan now. Ready.gov slash plan has the tools and tips you need to prepare your family for an emergency. So if disaster shows up at your doorstep, you'll be ready. Visit ready.gov slash plan and make a plan today. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. I'm just texting him back. I'm just posting a story. I'm just changing the song. I'm just... No. When it comes to distracted driving, just don't. Sending a text takes your eyes off the road for just five seconds, but in that time, your car can travel the length of an entire football field. Any distracted driving just isn't worth it. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. What is a number story? My number story started with fear and a lack of support, and it has led me to be there for others. A number story begins in our childhood with ACEs, adverse childhood experiences. My number story begins with the separation from my father and the emotional abandonment from my mother and leads to me being a role model to not only myself, but those around me by becoming the person that wasn't there for me. ACEs are so common, two-thirds of us have one. My number story begins with drug abuse and homelessness and leads to realizing that I can live life by my own standards. A study found the more ACEs, the more likely we may experience a host of serious health effects, physical and mental, but that doesn't need to be the case. Your ACE number is simply an entry point to your own story. Where it leads is up to you. 
My number story begins with years of emotional abuse and leads to peace, clarity, and security in my self-worth. Take control of where your number story leads at numberstory.org. You're listening to Dr. David DeRose on American Indian and Alaskan Native Living. Your comments and questions are welcome. Call now at 1-800-775-HOPE. That's 1-800-775-4673. Here again is Dr. DeRose. Welcome back for our final segment of today's edition of American Indian and Alaska Native Living. Dr. David DeRose with Michelle Singer. Michelle has been sharing her enthusiasm for the Healthy Native Youth Project uh, that she's the manager of, based there with the Northwest Portland Area Indian Health Board. We've been talking about the website, healthynativeyouth.org. We've been talking about some of the text messaging campaigns. And as we were off air there for a little bit, Michelle and I were speaking about one of their latest campaigns, this uh, Mind for Health. You definitely got my interest in this because I will just be honest with you. I've been visiting with many people here in Anchorage, Alaska, and the topic of mental health has come up multiple times. And we've had multiple discussions, including on this show, about the real stigma that there is. You know, people are afraid to ask for help when it comes to mental health. It's a sign of weakness uh, in many people's minds. And, you know, trying to address that sometimes seems like an uphill battle. Tell us a little bit about what you folks are doing in that arena. Well, Mind for Health is one particular text messaging campaign that we have for adults. And I'll, I'll get into that short code here in a minute. But what I can tell you from our work collectively, I think across all the tribal epicenters, but certainly at Northwest Portland Area Indian Health Board, we have a suicide prevention project known as Thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E. Tribal health involves everyone. Mm. And we have created tools and resources specifically around mental health and suicide prevention tools for youth. We have a youth support resources document that can be found on We Are Native as well as Healthy Native Youth. Excellence to download and copy and post it all over the community, Mm -hmm. hand it out to youth before the end of the school year. We have materials in there for college age, high school, veterans, these particular type of resources. But for parents, uh, we also have the text MIND, the number four, health, all one word, mind for health to 65664. And what that does is, as you mentioned about, there is a tremendous amount of fear and a tremendous amount of stigma to ask for help. Young people or even adults, they don't want to be a burden. Mm -hmm. I always tell folks that their insides are not reflected on their outsides, but they may be happy on an extroverted front, but maybe inside in their backdrop, they're struggling. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And maybe with young people, experiencing so many emotions, they don't quite understand what it is or even what the words about how to describe them. And so what we as, I think, caring adults in our work, we want to make sure that we work with our young people and learn tips and tools about how to approach or identify or spot a youth who is struggling Mm -hmm. and, and giving coaching, showing videos and demonstrating very simply in bite-sized chunks about some suggestions or tips about how you could be that askable adult in someone's Mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. And then also we have peer resources for youth to youth, Okay, how they can spy or see maybe challenging situations. Truth be told, we're all struggling coming out of COVID. Fair enough. It's been very, very difficult. 
So anything around mental health is important. Self-care plans, Mm -hmm. we have them for youth. We have them for adults. I just think that if we don't acknowledge that we're not well or we're struggling to one another, that's where we lose each other. Mm -hmm. And we need to also say, it's okay. We're here with you. We stand with you. We need you. The Mind for Health program, you've got my interest with this, and I'm trying to put it in the framework of all that you're sharing because you've got so much out there. So I know earlier in the show we've been talking about a lot of these resources where you've got this short code that we can text to 94449. Correct. And uh, we mentioned the, you know, if you text native to that, you can get these native youth messages, Correct. right, about health. We talked about how if I put the word healthy in, that's going to give me that, use that same short code, the 94449, then I'm going to get health messages targeting adults, right? They can help us work with our youth. Right. And using that very same short code and drop in the word empower, mm-hmm. that's going to be especially designed at uh, talking as power. How can adults communicate with that younger generation? You said it. Okay. So, but now here's where you kind of threw this curveball. You gave us this other short code now. This 65664, right? I got that? Correct. And if I put uh, make this three-word phrase into one word, mind, the number four, health, what am I going to get if I text to that to 65664? What you're going to be getting is tools and resources with videos and examples and handouts, youth activity guide, youth activities, uh, videos showing in three phases about how to approach, learn how to identify a young person who might be struggling, Mm. learning about how to respond to a struggling youth in affirming strength-based, not shaming type of approach Mm -hmm. or learning about how to be able to lift them up and work with them to be able to talk, to grow, to heal or at least connecting them and empowering them to get help. So right now, for example, many of our listeners know we have some resources that someone signs up, for example, we have a 30-day program for diabetes and high blood pressure. If someone signs up for that today, every day for 30 days, they'll get a link to a short video. And it doesn't matter when you sign up, you're going to get day one, the first day you sign up, day two, the second day, etc., We have other services where people sign up and everyone's getting the same link that day. Mm -hmm. So this particular service, Mind for Health, if there's different people in a tribe or on a tribal council, tribal health department, if they're signing up at different times, is it walking them through a curriculum or is it if I signed up uh, today or if I signed up five years ago, tomorrow we're all getting the same message and we can compare notes, so to speak. Do you see what I'm asking? Yes, yes. How does your delivery system work? So for both Talking is Power and Mind for Health, if you were to go to the HealthyNativeYouth.org website, Mm -hmm. look at the very top toolbar and it says Tools for Caring Adults, you'll see each of those text messaging campaigns. You'll see the outlay of the messaging sequence to that end user. I see. So you can download materials. You can see the video. But it's always fun. To receive it in your phone because it always happens to hit you when you most need it. Mm -hmm. And so the text messaging sequence comes over a series of weeks, one a week. So we're not inundating you Uh 
with a variety of different messages. It's very thoughtful and laid out in a strategic way in bite-sized chunks that doesn't take too much of your data. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So good. I want to make that point. Well, good, Text good. message rate supply. I mean, okay, I won't lie. Sure, sure, sure. But uh, it's done very specifically and strategically to the user. But if folks don't have the means and can may not, may not have the bandwidth in rural communities, mm-hmm. they can go to healthynativeyouth.org under that tools for caring adults and see everything there. Very nice. And so what I hear you saying is it is a curriculum that is walking you through. So if I sign up for it today, I'm going to get day one, so to speak, or week one. Mm-hmm. And then next week I get week two. Correct. And how long is that curriculum run for? They vary between the two. Uh, I want to say it's over 13 weeks. Oh, okay. Okay. So it's, it's manageable. It's not like if I sign up for this, I'm going to get a text once a week for the rest of my life. No. Okay. <laughs> We're busy people. We know that. But we want to be respectful for time. But we also believe, again, we're pulling from our research and what we know about health and technology. We do it in bite-sized mm-hmm, pieces. Mm-hmm. They're generally short messages with a link. Mm-hmm. You can click and oftentimes goes back to our website to show an example of a template uh, that can be used practically in classrooms and community amongst family. It's great. It's great. I can just see uh, so many of the listeners getting really excited about this if they didn't already know about it. And if they know about it, they're saying, yeah, this really is great. I've, I've done this. And, um, we gotta, honestly, we gotta wind up because the clock always seems to win. I get these great guests and I know you could have told us about a lot more, but there's so many things we didn't touch on today. Anything else you want to share, Michelle, that would kind of encourage people, point them in the right direction? I would just like to tell our listeners to join the Healthy Native Youth Movement. First of all, go to HealthyNativeYouth.org. Get lost in it. Mm-hmm. On the homepage, there's a big red box. Sign up for our monthly newsletter that comes out once a month. All you need is an email. Sign up for that. That's free. And text HEALTHY to 94449. That's an easier way. And then, of course, we have social media presence, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and a lovely Healthy Native Youth YouTube channel Hmm. where if you want to enjoy community of practice or see the Mind for Health videos Mm -hmm. or see what we're doing uh, with our youth or our communities, it's all in there. And our sister programs, We Are Native, I Know Mine, Paz Remembered, which we didn't even talk about, Two-Spirit LGBTQ, but PazRemembered.org. And our thrive. Wow. We're all in it together. And we just thank you for this opportunity, Dr. DeRose, to be on your program. Michelle, I just want to thank you. I know if my listeners were here personally with me, they'd say thank you so much for pulling away. It's a busy conference. You got a presentation this afternoon. Thank you so much for sharing with us. It's my pleasure. Thank you. Well, I know you've enjoyed being with us today. You could not help but do that with uh, Michelle Singer. I want to encourage you one more time. Check out that website, healthynativeyouth.org. But now our time has slipped away from us, from all of us at American Indian and Alaska Native Living. I'm Dr. David DeRose, wishing you the very best of health. Native Voice One, the Native American Radio Network.